Hello, BBs. It's me, Marjan Carlos, your host and favorite auntie. And you are listening to your favorite auntie show brought to you by Cash App. We're a new kind of advice show that you actually listen to. Not as authoritarian as your mother or as infantilizing as your big sis. Think of me as your virtual confidant. Today, we're talking to stylist extraordinaire, Kyle Liu. She's the visionary behind Travis Scott and Solange's style and is the new Gia Borgini editor in residence. She's a longtime YFA fan, too, and I'm so excited to get into a convo on fashion, style, her big break, family, celebrity styling, and so much more. So let's get into it, shall we? But before all that, Auntie needs to pay a bill, so a word from our sponsors. As you know, this podcast is brought to you by Cash App. With tools for saving, spending, and sending, it's the all-in-one place to level up your money and level up your life. You may know Auntie as a beauty icon today, but BBs, I used to not even invest in a skincare routine. Your girl was out here raw jogging life with bar soap. Can you even believe? I was definitely saving coins, but I was not saving my skin. Instead, I sank all my money into my closet until I was about to be interviewed by a major magazine about my beauty regime. I panicked. I called up my girl, Julie Wilson, who's a big-time beauty editor, and I told her I needed product stat. She said, no worries. I got you. Come by my office, and I'll hook you up. From that day on, I always budget for my skincare regime. I live for luxurious cream or special treatment, and it's paid off in dividends. Not only am I able to be more intentional about how I spend my money, but also how I treat myself. If you want to level up your life, you got to level up your money. So download Cash App in the App Store or Google Play. With no hidden fees and a free-to-order debit card, it feels like a makeover for your finances. Hi, y'all. On this week's mess, I want to talk about Venus in retrograde. While we're recording, Venus is in retrograde. I think it goes direct September 3rd, and it's been retrograde since July 22nd, I believe. Um, and yes, this is orange wine, not water. Because uh, we needed to, <laughs> I needed to pour myself some wine to get through this. But with Venus in retrograde, like everyone's breaking up. Like everyone is done. Uh, who, like Sofia Vergara, I think Kiki Palm and her man are done. Uh, should be done. Uh, even who's Mayor de Blasio announced his divorce. Like anyone, I mean, seriously. Everybody, that means that to say everybody's getting a divorce. Ariana Grande is getting a divorce. Who else is splitting up? Um, like the, the boy from the, uh, the bear, um, he's, he's splitting up with his wife. Um, there's just everybody. Like, I don't think you understand this. Like, no one is... Oh, Sophia Bush. She And she just celebrated her one-year anniversary with her man. And then, like, a month later, they announced their divorce. And they've just been married a year. Like, what happened? And I'm... Basically, what happens during Venus Retrograde is that, like, all of our relationships go amiss. You start to reevaluate your friendships and your relationships and what you want out of them. And people don't make it. Honestly, I thought me and uncle weren't going to make it if I'm going to be totally 100. We've we've worked it out. We worked through it. But it's really crazy. And I just don't know (laughs) what to do. I would just say hide. I would just say stay indoors until September 3rd. Or just, and if it's, 
I would also really be conscious of what you're saying to your partner and to your friends. Um, I have a slick mouth. I, I'm friends with people who have slick mouth. Fawaz has a slick mouth. It's just like, be very conscious of how you communicate with one another during this time because you could wind up celebrating your anniversary one week and then filing for a divorce the next. It just doesn't make a lick of sense. And then I also wonder if we move out of this retrograde, will people keep getting back together? I just, I think that that might be very interesting to see. Um, also, Mercury is about to go into retrograde at the same time. So just gird your loins. <laughs> That's all I got. Today, I'm sitting down with stylist extraordinaire Kyle Liu. Kyle Liu is a wardrobe stylist, fashion consultant, and designer. Lou has worked with celebrities such as Travis Scott, Solange, and Kim Kardashian, just to name a few. Born and raised in Gaithersburg, Maryland, Lou's inherent aptitude in fashion led to a move to New York to pursue her interests. Lou studied fashion design and illustration at FIT and simultaneously worked in various positions at W Magazine and Luomo Vogue. Lou's work as wardrobe stylist and costume designer showcases her ability to work with a wide variety of clients, celebrities, and projects. Lou has worked on projects as frequent Contributing editor at W Magazine, Harper's Bazaar Thailand, Leah Fissiel Ohm. Furthermore, her work has also been featured on top media outlets such as The Voice, Jay Leno, Jimmy Fallon, MTV, VH1, and E, and now WFA. Welcome. Hi, sis. Hi. Well, what's up? Sis, you know what? What's up? That was a really old bio. <laughs> but um, how are you? <laughs> Kyle? I didn't read my email, so I didn't. Okay, okay. That was like a a bio from like 2010. Well, girl, I asked for an updated bio. I really didn't. I'm off duty, so I only (laughs) saw the first top of your email. And I was like, yeah, I'll be here. I didn't see the bio part. How about this? How about you tell our listeners who you are? Like, in your own words, I know who you are, but like, if the girlies at home don't. Yeah, well, I'm a stylist, costume designer, and I am a consultant. Period. Yeah. And you're a creative director now. And a creative director. And like, and yeah. a, and a designer. You said designer. Yeah, yeah, yeah costume yeah. design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you said Nike. I did Nike, but I also work at a theater in Switzerland mm-hmm. in between takes, in between, you know, this, the, the type A fashion hamster wheel. <laughs> I'm like a little bit. I like to step off the grid a little bit and yeah. go into like the theater space. It's free education, which I love. Honestly, how did yeah. you get into that? Um, I worked with a director, Wu Sang, and their okay. partner, Tosh Baskow. Okay, and they had a res- residency over in Zurich, Switzerland. They signed okay. some sort of contract with them, and then they brought me onto it. Yeah, and you did that in the middle of COVID. Yes. Well, I was doing it. Before COVID okay. was my first round over there. Okay. And then COVID happened. Mm-hmm. I was actually in Switzerland and my sister was like sending me like what articles like you need to get out of Switzerland now. Okay. And I was like, girl, this can't be real. <laughs> and they like sent us like a Amber Alert. <laughs> that oh, was no. like. What did it say? All Americans need to like the okay. countries okay. that you are in. <laughs> so I, you know, 
yeah, I got on a flight back to, I remember I was working on shooting Bambi for Essence. We were like prepping a shoot with her Okay. while I was there and I was like fully doing the, the request and stuff. And yeah. then they were like, COVID. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> Little did we know. We knew nothing. We knew nothing. Well, did you come back at like March 12th? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, as soon as we got the notice, it was like, get on the plane. Go. Yeah. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm glad you're here now with us. Yeah. I'm <laughs> survivors. You were a survivor. I'm, I'm, no, I'm actually really happy you're here because we've talked about this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Having you on. Yes. And like, because when we were on live, I would see you in the live mm-hmm. and I'd be like, wait, why does Kyle lose someone who's so fucking cool know about my show and watching me speak into the ether and i was like wait what is this well i just like always (laughs) you wore this one dress that i really wanted it was like what dress i think it was like jw anderson it was like a sage green dress and it had like polka dots on it like oh yes and i was like who is this like i'm obsessed with her i was like she has the best style ever and then that's how I found out about the podcast. Oh, my God. And then you have Patia on during the pandemic. Yes. And I know Patia. And so, yeah, it just all worked out. And then we had this ran, – we had a dinner, one like a fashion yeah. dinner. And we sat next to each other and we started chit-chatting. And I was like, this is my kind of girl. No, same. Yeah. Because I came into that dinner and I was late and I did not want to be there. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I just feel like sometimes when I come into like fashion spaces, it's – it can be very grating yeah. on your self-esteem, mm-hmm. on your anxiety, whatever. It can be very triggering. Mm-hmm. And I always seem to find someone who I actually really enjoy talking to. Because I do not like small talk. Yeah. And that is what fashion <laughs> Well, first are. of all, they put us at th- the table that made no sense for us. No, it didn't make any sense for us. We were... The ends of the bookshelf. We, we were the ends. Of, we were the ends. Of, we are. The, but that was good though, so we could talk shit. You know, we really did in the corner. We really did talk shit. <laughs> in the corner. And I was like, oh shit, this is Kyle Lou. This is this is the person. This is the like person I've admired their work forever. Like, it's it's all it all came together. Yeah. And like, and you know what's been really cool about having you on is then I got to know even more about your work. Mm-hmm. And because I feel like. When you're friends with somebody, you're just like, yeah, that's my friend. Mm-hmm. But then when you do a deep dive, mm-hmm. it's more illuminating. Yeah. It's like archival. Yeah. Work. You're like, my friends are superheroes. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Actually. Um, I kind of want to start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I want to I know how your career in fashion started, who yeah. gave you your first job, mm-hmm. how it all began from Maryland to Paris. Yeah. Well, I always knew that I wanted to work in fashion. Yeah. Um, and I didn't get into school. I actually oh, ended up just taking courses over at FIT because I couldn't, I didn't get in. And my mom was really like, I have $10,000 to my name mm. saved up. Mm. We grew up pretty poor. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, I can help you get by, but once that you know, the 10 bands run out. Yeah. You're on your own. Yeah. Um, so I only took a couple courses over at FIT. I wanted to be an illustrator. Oh, cool. And um, Fashion illustration? Fashion illustration. Okay, amazing. 
And then as you kind of go through the motions of it, you, you're like, that might not be the smartest choice because yeah. what kind of job is a fashion illustrator? What? <laughs> <laughs> No shade, no shade to the fashion illustrators, but you, I mean, what, I you're going to make $10 off a drawing? You know I, I mean, I know. Like, the fashion illustrators that I know are from yeah. the 70s. Yeah. And, yeah. like, yeah. It's all digital now. Right. So, I think that killed the dream. And I was like, well, how do I work in fashion? You know, so I was at FIT, couldn't afford it, ended mm-hmm. up um, run, kind of just running around downtown and figuring it out. Yeah. Um, I got familiar with Telfar's work at a really young age and there was a platform called Model Mayhem. Yes. It was basically like Craigslist for stylists, (laughs) makeup artists, hairstylists. It was like, it was really sketch. I remember Model Mayhem. But you know, they'd be like, let me take pictures of your feet for $600. I'm obsessed. I didn't know it was like that. Do it. Period. Um, so it was like odd jobs, fashion jobs. Yeah. And like the girls were on there. The girls were on there. Yeah. And that's kind of how I got acquainted with styling. Had you ever thought of styling? Like I had no idea what styling was. Right. Like I was just like, what is a fashion editor? What's a market editor? What's a Yeah, I had no idea. I just like learned it all through Osmosis. Forums. <laughs> Through Reddit. <laughs> Through Reddit. Like, honestly, like, just, like, you know, hearing other people's stories. And I was like, yeah. I think I could do this. So were you, when you heard about styling mm-hmm. and you were on Model Mayhem, you were, like, working for whomever would contact you? Yeah. And just be like, okay. Or, like, a girlfriend would be a model and they'd be like, come with me to set and dress me and you okay. get paid, like, $200. Yeah. And everyone would, at that point, you had... A particular point of view, a style that you were kind of known for, or were you developing? No, no, okay. I was always developing okay. through that era. But you know, I I had references. You're a reference, yeah, queen. I had I had references, and I always have been that girl. I, yeah. I was given a book at a really young age, and a it was like a five hundred dollar book. And what? there's no, I don't know what. There's no title on the book. It's just very, it's avant garde. Okay. And on the inside, it was like. Miguel Androver, Yoji Yamamoto. So I was like learning all these designers that are Amazing. like in middle school, yeah. you know? So yeah. I was like very, when I came to New York, I already had a taste. You had a knowledge. I had a knowledge. I had mm-hmm. a taste. I mm-hmm. had um, references. You are, like you go to the library. I go to the library. <laughs> like um, literally you will take pictures of you at the library. Yeah. Um, they have um uh, this like digital index of like archives of magazines that you can go through. It's yeah. all digital, which sucks, and I hate that. You like the? I like to like feel. look and touch. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. A white glove. Yeah, a white glove. <laughs> Going through. I love that. Yeah. I think as kids, like if when you're in the suburbs, I grew up in the suburbs, mm-hmm. and you're so detached from fashion. Magazines are like the conduit. If that is like you, you learn them. Totally. You obsess over them, mm-hmm. and they're totally detached from your normal yeah. day-to-day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even a lot of times when I w- am working, yeah. still to this day, yeah. I will, in my sick little head, be like, oh, my God, this one dress from this designer from the archive, I'll, like, request it yeah. and have them pull it out the vault just so I can touch it. And, like, mm-hmm. we had... um 
Solange wore that silver robot Mugler. Yeah, yes. And, like, that was so crazy to see and touch. It was in my living room (laughs) in a treasure trunk. Wow. They delivered it in a treasure trunk. And it was just in my living room. And it was just, like, I got to look at it up close. Right. You know, look at the inside. It was just, it's just crazy. That Iris Van Herpen that she wore for the Met Gala. I mean, things like that, you know, I would request because it was something that I had seen at a young age and I was like, I want to see it up close in person. And I mean, even better that she wore it, but like to see it up close is such a sense chills down my spine. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think it also is a reminder of why I love fashion. Yeah. Because sometimes you can get distracted and that's why, because you were little, you were growing up, Mm -hmm. you were detached from fashion and then you saw this in a book. Exactly. While you're in Maryland. Yeah. And now it's like happening. In your face. Did you, <laughs> in your face. It's in your living room. In my living room. It's so crazy. That's wild. What's the coolest thing you've ever, like an archival piece you've ever purchased? That I've ever purchased? Well, girl, I mean. Or do you buy archival pieces? Or are you just more like. I do buy arch- archival pieces, but I'm such a cheap bitch <laughs> that like i'm not one of those people that will spend like five thousand dollars on okay it. you know what i mean okay. i'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. because i get to play in it it's yeah. not like and also you know i a lot of times when it comes to myself personally like mm-hmm. dressing myself yeah i don't like to think too hard so it's like it's not the way that is the way, Isn't but I but I way? also wish that I was like a little more tr- like I wish I tried harder because I see some of my peers and I'm like wow they're so fab like I wish I just but you look you're wearing yeah. all Rick today yeah yeah but casual that's not archive <laughs> <laughs> it will be <laughs> one of these days one of these days yeah. no but I mean you still have a look you still have a great yeah. look Thanks. but I get it it's like yeah. it's like we, a great hairstylist yeah. Sometimes they just put their hair up and they just yeah. get to work. Yeah, they're not gonna spend hours doing their hair. Exactly, because also I'm one of those people where if it doesn't fit me right, I'll be so disappointed. <laughs> but I also probably won't return it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I like hate shipping shit out. So I do too. I'm also like, oh, that was five pans, but I just go to the tailor. Uh, th- but what if it's like really fugly? You know what I mean? Oh, oh, in that case, I get what you're saying. Then I just send it to um what's that St. Mary's clothing drive. <laughs> <laughs> you're nicer than me. Cause they will sit in my closet and I'm like, she'll work one of these days. I just can't do it anymore. Cause like now I have two closets, but they're like one's like it built in and then mm-hmm. my boyfriend made me a closet and it's now it's getting it to be a problem. Yeah. What's your closet like? <laughs> What's your closet like? Well, I just got rid of four bags of clothes. Okay. And my sister were like purging. Well, why, why didn't you tell me? That should have been a clothing Girl, sale. I mean, and I was like, oh, I could either, fuck. I was like, I'm so over Beacon's closet. I'm so oh, I over. I, girl, closet. I'm so over. Sorry. But I was like, whoever wants this. Sh-. Like, girl, I was right. like, put a, I like put it by our little, um, Incinerator. And I put a note and I was like, Desi- In the like- lobby? Yes. And I was like, designer clothes, like brand new with tags on it. I do that a lot. Yeah. I do that with beauty products. Yeah. In my lobby. I'm just like, here. 
We could sense a lot I of shit. Mean, but then I'm like, f- then I just like felt bad because I was just like throwing away shit that had tags on it. I called her friend. I said, bitch, do you want to make some money and take this to Beacons? You can have every last penny from this sale. I mean, that's what's up. Yeah. You're a generous queen. I'm a gener- I'm very generous. I, lo- I, I appreciate that. Yeah. But next time, call me. I will. Okay. <laughs> but you have cuter stuff than, than what was in that trash bag. I, I don't know. I, I, would love, I would love to go shopping with you or something one day. I feel like that would be a moment. I'm the worst person, <laughs> person to shop with. Why? Like. Are you an enabler? I'm an enabler. Okay. Um, yeah. And I will convince you yeah. to buy the shits, you know? And then the, then people call me the next day and they're like, real story. Why did you make me spend $10,000 on a jacket? I was like, bitch. I asked you if you oh wish. First God. of all, bitch, I always yeah, ask yeah. the budget, okay? <laughs> Before we start swiping, swiping, swiping. Listen, you're not going to have to worry about that with yeah. me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, just so you know that. But uh, yeah, I get it. I yeah. totally, you're that, you're that friend. Yeah. You're that friend. But yeah. I mean, that's also your job. It's my job. And so, like, as a personal stylist versus an editorial stylist, mm-hmm. which do you prefer? I like the editorial space. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I think I've moved a lot more into that space this year, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Away from the personal styling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more creative. It's more creative. And it's like... I think I still had a lot to say through that the editorial space that I didn't yeah. get to say yeah. um, through personal styling. So I kind of shifted focus and yeah, I like it. You've done beautiful work. Thank you. It's really amazing. I feel like, do you feel like you're getting the opportunities that you I think it's getting deserve. there. Yeah. Um, I think when I first came into the industry, it was a lot of wait your turn, mm-hmm. pay your dues. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, hold on, bitch. How did five of these hosts skip skip ahead of me? And, you know, they didn't pay their dues. You have a big so, problem with that, So too. I'm like, do I feel like um, the opportunities are coming in? Sure, yeah, they're, they're always coming in. But I feel like you're booked all the time. Yeah, I, I'm a workaholic. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I think, yeah, I work all the time, but it's not like, again, I, I took some time off after I got back from Paris because mm-hmm. I was like, I've been working since I was 16, like right. hustling since right. I was 16, but also hustling because I was like always scared of being broke. Period. You know. Is that like a trauma, like it's a trigger? A, it's a triggering trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I will, my sister yeah. has told me to work at the strip club in the middle of my career. And she's we were fully going at it. And she's like, she's like, you have too much downtime. And I'm like, girl, but I like work so much. Right. And she's like, you should go be a a cocktail waitress at the strip club. And I was like. So both of y'all have it. Maybe mm. it's like a trigger point. It's like we have to have multiple yeah. streams of revenue coming yeah. in. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I totally get it because Mm -hmm. let's just put it this way. When you're in New York and you're broke versus Mm -hmm. New York when you have money, it's a very different experience. I mean, New York (laughs) will always make you feel broke. This is is true. Especially when you're applying for apartments. They're like- Say that again. Girl. You have to have at least three times as much 
money mm-hmm. for what for whatever apartment and they want it you is. to make forty times the income. I'm like, bitch, you think if I make forty times the income, <laughs> I want to be living in a <laughs> shitty box? Exactly, and I would yeah. be giving you my money. Exactly. It's it, this is the only city that does that. Yeah, Mm-mm. I'm over it. I'm totally over. We it. should all go on strike. I totally want to. I mean, if we all actually did, like, what are they fucking gonna... duds that we are, we might actually, you know, that's what they do in Paris. Yeah, we don't do that here. They do that. We they need do to the... burn some cars. I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. I'm so down. <laughs> do they want us to burn some cars? Kyle, I'm down. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Yeah. But I, I just feel like Americans are so complicit and we're like, this is the system. This is the way it is. Mm-hmm. And like in, as New Yorkers, you, we definitely are like, that's just the way it is. Like, uh, I mean, it's the worst, worst part about New York. But also yeah. like when you work out of New York, yeah. it is honestly the – New York is the best boot camp Ooh. to – you know, get you right for right. the world working outside of our little bubble. Yeah. Um, and so it's a it's a double edged sword. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Because you lived in LA. No, I never lived. I worked oh. in LA a lot. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought you were back and forth. Okay. I was between the two a lot when I was working on Travis. And you got him together. Yeah. Yeah. How long did you guys work together? Five years. Oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. And like over that time period, what was something that, what was like one of the biggest takeaways from working with Travis? My biggest takeaway from him, he, so I started with him, first of all, I mean, going back to how I started, my sister knew him. We used to hang out in a studio in Harlem (laughs) and his friend, you know, used to Shout out to Tiffany. Yeah, shout (laughs) out to my sis. Um, And my sister was like, if you ever do, you know. Your big one. Yeah. Call my sister. Yeah. Girl, I was working at Forever 21 at that time in Times Square. <laughs> like 13 hours, $13 an when hour. Was, what year was that? 2010. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. That's a true New York story. Yeah. And he called me and they were like, get on a plane. He's shooting his first music video. Wow. And that was the, that was that. I never worked a you know retail job <laughs> after that. But Thank um, God. <laughs> the biggest takeaway, Travis. I mean, as I think, as manic as people perceive him to be, and mm. as like egotistical. Mm. Um. I think he had such a clear vision and he yeah. never stood down from yeah. it. He always was that whatever he was trying to do mm-hmm. at that time, he saw through mm. and never wavered. Wavered. It was always 10 toes down. This is my vision. Get with it or get lost and I really appreciated that. I feel like you yeah. work with artists that are like that. They know who they are and then Yeah, I think it's it's easier to to have someone know what they want than what they don't want. Right. Don't don't know what they want, you know. Right. 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 Yeah. I, I can only imagine. Yeah. Cuz that's like cuz people will sit there and they'll be like that's not what I want and I'm like, "Well, what do you want?" And they're like, "I don't know what I want." But I'm like, well, "Make it make sense for me so I that I can give you. you something." Yeah. No, that's real. 
Yeah. So you guys worked together for five years. How mm-hmm. many albums did you work on, Travis? I worked on a little bit of his mixtape, Days Before Rodeo. Okay. Um, Birds. And so it was two albums. Were you, were you in Houston a lot? I was in Houston a lot. Oh my God, yeah. I can't believe that. I'm from Dallas. Aw. Shout out to Texas. Yeah. That's so cool. I always felt like Travis had a, I like you're saying, had a distinct sound. And I never thought of him as manic. I mean, I guess that's how other people have perceived him. I think people perceive him that way, but I think he had a really clear vision. I think people think you're manic because you're spitting out a lot, but but it's also, these are ideas that he, it's almost like in real time, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Instead of like on paper or something so it can get, Manic. I get for what people. you're saying. You I know get what, what I mean? you're it's saying. Like, yes, 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 yes. So it's it. like he's like, no, I want it shot like this, mm-hmm. you know, and he would have to physically grab the camera and and show do people. the work. Yeah. But I also appreciated that because you're not going to make my shit look any other way than how I want it to look like. Right. And I think that's important. I think it is too. Yeah. As for any artist, because then shit goes out, and then you're like, I don't really like it, and then you're like, Well, why did we do all that? Right. You know. Absolutely. You know how many times you kick yourself in the head as like a creative person? You're like, wait, why the fuck did I just say yes to that? I really want, I completely agree. I, I, and this is not even in a Beyonce type of way, but I just want to have more control over my image. You like, should. That, I think anybody I should. think that's the smartest thing to do. Because I just. Then they just run wild with the worst photos and you're like, girl. I also think is like. People of color, they definitely, definitely yeah. run with the worst mm-hmm. photos. Mm-hmm. Or they'll be like, you look great. And I'm like, that's ba- that's not the right lighting for oh my, my gosh, skin. Oh my gosh, my sister is so crazy about that. Your sister, First of all, your sister, even with a little ring light, knows the light. She will not let anyone do her makeup. Oh, she does her own? She does her own. Okay. And she's good at it. Yeah, she looks gorgeous. Um, but like photos, she's like, let me see it. Yeah. I need to see it before you yeah. post it. Absolutely. No, that's not going. I mean, she's a crazy cancer, too. So. <laughs> Who's older? I'm, I'm older. I can't believe this. That's so crazy. You guys were born 11 yeah. months apart. Mm-hmm. I really love. Sorry, this is like jumping. But I just really love your relationship with your sister and your mom. Aww, on yeah. On Instagram, from what I can see, it just seems like yeah. the tightest knit. Yeah. We have the best time. I mean. You know, my mom's a fashion girl. She, She's she gorgeous. Gets it. She, she gets it. She's you a know, gorgeous, she gorgeous girl. Yeah. fully let us. I think there was a time where she, you know, when you get to a certain age and your parents are no longer trying to beat your ass. <laughs> Oops. Um, they're <laughs> yeah. like, well, I can't, Yeah. you know, yeah. so maybe we should just be friends. Listen. <laughs> I'm still kind of waiting, but yeah. <laughs> I think my mom got to a point, and she's always been supportive of our careers, yeah. and she gets it. You know, she knows her children are crazy. Well, I, I think that's so important, though, mm-hmm. because I think sometimes if you don't have that that type of support, you can hold yourself back. I feel mm-hmm. like I, sometimes I've held myself back because I don't want to... what if my parents don't get this or my family doesn't Mm -hmm. get this or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's like, no. Yeah. You only have one life to live. Yeah. And I think as a parent of a creative person, you have to let your kid 
Yeah, totally. Go. My mom was like, you can, she was like, she knew I wanted to get into fashion at right. a really young age. And she was like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to be an illustrator. She's like, well, you're not going to make any money. And she's like, and you're probably only, only going to get famous when you die. <laughs> Wait, what's your mom's name? Lily. 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 A word. I was like, oh, so fashion design? Yeah. And now it's come full circle. Yeah. She didn't get it at first. She was like, she was like, you need to go get a fucking job because this life savings has run the fuck out. Right. And she was like, I can't even buy groceries today. So go. And I was like, forever 21. Right. I don't know. What you were know we making? $13 an hour? Yeah. In Times Square yeah. in 2010. Yes. Now in 2023, you just designed a collection with Nike. Yes. And now you're creative director and helming. Yes, all the things. <laughs> the kids need to learn. Yeah, they need to learn. But it's also, I don't know. I think with social media, it's changed so much I too know. because things are so instant. I know. The yeah. instant gratification of it all, which who doesn't love instant gratification? I mean, but also you put these kids into an arena where it's go time and there's no foundation. So then you're like quick to find out. You're like, holy shit, like I need to put them in a boot camp. <laughs> but how are you going to put them in a boot camp while you're working? Because you, you have a lot you know of interns I mean? and assistants. Yeah. So mm-hmm. how do you take them under your wing and like kind of instill that in them? Um, I don't choose traditionally like traditional assistants in the way that they've mm. had type A training. Okay. I just need people that have common sense, <laughs> know how to work an Excel sheet, Photoshop a little bit, organize the shit, send out an email. You know what I mean? You don't, yes. you don't need yes. to have had 20 years at Vogue. I don't really give two fucks. Right. You know what I mean? I've had assistants that were nannies. I've had assistants that were PAs. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And everyone that actually hasn't had traditional training is better, is a better option. Yeah. They're more adaptable. Yeah. Because sometimes you can be very rigid after you've had a certain amount of training. Yeah. But I also, you know, I think... There, there, there are some that come by and you're like, they still really want it, and yeah. they're hungry. Yeah, and those are those ones are great too, the type A ones. Yeah, but you know that that's not necessarily what I'm looking for in an assistant all the time. Right. Yeah, I feel you. Mm-hmm. I feel I I definitely feel social media has. Yeah, it's changed the game a little bit. Yeah, a lot of bit. Yeah. Are you a millennial? Yeah. Okay. I'm just, I only ask to ask that because I feel like our generation, we obviously are the type that's like, okay, I have to work. Millennials, anyone after 90s, right? Yeah, it was like 90. Um, I think the cutoff is like 94. Okay, yeah. Like 96. Yeah. 99. I'm a millennial. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm an elder millennial, but yeah, I just... I find that there's a distinct difference, and which is okay, because sometimes I'm like, Gen Z probably has it right in some ways. They have more well, boundaries. They, there's a formula that they have, and it's, What's that? you know, I don't know what it is. 
there they do. There's there is a formula that they have caught on to. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like how we had MySpace and we know how to That's knew true. how to like code layouts and stuff. Like yeah. that was our brain. Yeah. Their brain is on a different algorithm. It is. You know, so they are understanding certain pockets that we are not used to and we, you know. I feel like old all the time. Yeah. But I I just do. I'm like, yeah. but I'm only 40. But I feel yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean. You're not, but I feel like that. I'm co- I'm constantly like, what's happening? But what is happening? Well, like, <laughs> but what is happening? What is actually happening? Well, this is, I actually want to, this is a good segue because I wanted to ask your thoughts on subway sessions mm-hmm. because we, we were DMing about it. Yeah. Well, I like saw her on TikTok and I sent it to my assistant being like, LOL, like, haha. And then I like, I, you know, two blinks later and she's like all over. And I was like, oh my God. So everyone else thought it was like, ha ha. No. But I guess apparently not. No, they didn't think it's ha ha. Yeah. They think it's. Uh, Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm -mm. What are your. (laughs) (laughs) No. You, what did you say? You said it was fashion, not taste or something like that. Something like that. I see the fashions, but I don't see the taste. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, she's going to be sitting next to you. You know. Dion Lee. <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> the way this industry runs, um, they're like, "Oh, hi, can mm, you scoot over?" Subway session. Um, I mean, what do I think? I don't think about her. Period. I I was pissed. Why were you pissed? Because I'm I'm pissed about white mediocrity, mm-hmm. and as someone who works in the industry for as long as I have, I feel like we're always running up against it. Mm-hmm. And I Don't we take that up with the writers, though? Because why the fuck would you highlight well, this I try to. Why would you give her any type of... When there's a bunch of other scragglies running around? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Not scraggly. <laughs> I mean... Let's just call it what it is. I'm so done with... Or other amazing people... That yeah. you can give that space to. Yeah. That was my call yeah. out. Yeah. You know? I didn't understand why they needed to profile her. Because it, it wasn't ironic. Nothing is really ironic anymore. It's not like, like you're saying, LOL. It's mm. more like, oh, I'm giving you a platform to be taken seriously. Just watch. I don't think we're taking her seriously. I'm done. We will have this conversation next year. Okay. And we'll see what... This okay. girl is. Well, thank you for her efforts of saving the planet <laughs> because the way that she has bought up all those vintage scraps and has pieced it together, she's definitely saved us some carbon footprints. <laughs> she's a sustainable girl. She's sustainable. She's a sustainable she's girl. Sustainable. Yes. Yeah. We wouldn't know anything about that, though. Yeah. No. <laughs> No one would know anything about that. Um, but I like that you say you don't think about her because you are busy. Yes. You're busy. You're working. I love what you're doing with Luar. Thank you. I- <laughs> Our sis. I love Raul. Yeah. I was just with her yesterday. What was she talking about? Uh, fashion week stuff. Are you, are you working on fashion week? So that's the only mm-hmm. thing you're doing right now. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like carving out time for my friends. Absolutely. Even if it's like a little bit of work, a little play, you know. I just like I just like being sometimes I just even go into the office to work <laughs> so I can just key with her. And yeah, to work. To work. I mean, I, I am working. I know, I know you are. I know you are. <laughs> You're styling the whole show. Styling the whole show. Amazing. Yeah. Do you also consult mm-hmm. on the line? Okay. Mm-hmm. And design? Yeah. Okay. Incredible. Yeah. You know my brother was wearing like a Luar muscle tee. Aww. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> but my brother has an office down the down the hall yes. from them. And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. That's Marjan's brother. I like ran back into Raul's office. I was like, Raul, like, <laughs> did you know Marjan's brother's down? Like, the, he's like, what? Like, what? I'm like, oh, such a granny. Yes. But then, then they became friends. Oh, they're and friends they, now? They're like, they became friendly. And, they, and, I love and y'all gave them, gave them some stuff. That's cool. I was like, I love. That's so cool. I live. But no, I I love the brand and I and I love to support as well. Like mm-hmm. I I loved after the show. When was that? That was last September. I saw you after the show mm-hmm. outside, and um, you were I I was talking about the references, and you were like, "It's Ralph Lauren." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Donna Karen. Yeah, it's it's Mary Mary J. It's Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was we had a lot of references. Uh drug dealer's girlfriend, drug I mean, dealer. A drug dealer's girlfriend yeah. is it's a vibe. It's a vibe. She's a star. Yeah. She figured it out. Mm-hmm. And she's always laced. Always laced. Head to toe. Head to toe. Labels, furs. Hair's done, nails are done. Nails done. Yeah. Yeah. I we love we love that reference. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely like imagine that girl, and I remember as a kid being like, "Oh, she's that girl's like always beautiful, always." Little did I always. know. Always, it's a secret. Yeah, but it's like you know, the full fantasy. It is. Yeah, which is what Luar gives. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And then let's just talk a little bit about your creative director role mm-hmm. because I have to like wrap this up, which is annoying already. I, girl, I know. I know. We're, we're, we're going to get into audience questions. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're going to get into audience okay. questions. But tell me about your creative director role. So I took on a creative director role um, with a shoe brand called Gian Bergini. Mm-hmm. And I'm working on multiple seasons with them. Oh, okay. And working on their main line. Amazing. Um, it's dropping pretty much after Fashion Week. Okay. We've seated you some stuff. I have this drug dealer girlfriend, Thai High Boo, <laughs> that's like black um like snake skin it's so beautiful that's mine yeah okay bring it on yeah i probably need like a 10 or 11 okay well i, I think we well i asked you for your sizes <laughs> so girl you shove her in honey <laughs> i have a huge foot okay this um, is amazing and I'm having fun with it. I yeah. mean, it's, it's you know, I didn't get into school for design. Right. I decided to go into styling. Right. And somehow life brought me back to designing. Which... And I think it's, yeah, it's been so just refreshing just to have kind of like this new, I'm not, you know, I am having to style a bit with it. Mm-hmm. Like I am having to do the campaigns and 
stuff like that. But it's also like so nice to step out of the stylist position and into more of like a creative director design place. Um, And it's great. I think that's kind of where I want life to go. You want to be designing more? Designing more, uh, creative direction, consulting. I love a consulting bag. I mean, it's so... Styling is so labor intensive, you know, it's like you're lifting shit up, you're running around. It's exhausting. It does a lot to you after. I'm not 19 anymore. I've been doing this since I was 19. That's incredible. I'm 32 now, sis. You're you're grown. I'm exhausted. (laughs) It does a lot to your body. I love 32-year-olds when they're like, I'm so tired. I have to own (laughs) where I'm at in life and my body is actually just exhausted. Well, yeah, you. Yeah. I definitely feel like you're someone who's like, I'm at the house, yeah. and that's that. At yeah, that. yeah. So if we're yeah. done, we're done here. I'm not even going outside anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you told me that once. I, I don't. Like, I don't leave the house. I mean, you can, and you live like in a quiet neighborhood, so I yeah. just feel like exactly you're nesting, and then because obviously your work is really intense. Yeah. Because then you did. You also did the Nike Paris event yes. with Paris School Bowl. Yes, that was like 160 looks. It was a lot. That's like Super Bowl. We were, it was like you Super did, Bowl. You did Rihanna Super Bowl. It was like <laughs> the less. Super Bowl. I mean, we were working for 14-hour days for a month straight, 30 days straight, no breaks in between. And That's crazy. And I was like, I'm tired. Right. Yeah. And were you also, you were designing as well? Designing. Styling. And because also it's, you're working with dancers. Working with dancers. It was like this huge, I don't know if you guys saw this, but it was like this huge, oak, like during Oak Couture Week, it was Oak Couture. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was an incredible 40-minute choreographed performance. Yeah. Paris Go choreographed. Yeah. yeah. And like she blew it out of the water and mm. it was incredible as everything she does is amazing. Yeah. It was like 30 dancers, like... 12 athletes. It was a lot. It was just right draining. But it was so fulfilling at the same yeah. time. Yeah. It looked like it must have been. It was like the project of a of a lifetime. It was so much fun. Right. Yeah. I actually had the best time I, doing it. I can only imagine. Yeah. You I like, got to bring my dream team. I had like 12 assistants with me. Wow. That came in from all over the world. One of my assistants left her vacation from Vietnam to come to Paris to be with me and then went back to Vietnam. So, wow. Yeah. You know, I'm a good boss if someone leaves their vacation. I could definitely see a good boss. To come work. I feel like you're. (laughs) Okay. Like, who the fuck is going to leave vacation to work and then go back on vacation? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Not at this point in my Mm -hmm. life. No, I get that. Yeah. I can definitely see you being an incredible boss. Yeah. Because you're just like... I'm motherly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very nurturing and encouraging. And this is like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Mm-hmm. So it's like you... These kids should come. Yeah. That's so amazing. Where did you start with the with the project? Like, We started kind of like research and design. Okay. Like two weeks beforehand. Oh, wow. And then on ground for eight days in Portland. Okay. Doing design. Yeah. And fully like fleshing out a lot of it. Yeah. Um, and then the rest in Paris. Were you like nerding out because of the archives? Or did you go through the Nike archives? What archives? Oh, I thought, they, I thought you went through like Nike archives. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All original. All original. I thought maybe they let you into the archives or something. <laughs> no. 
up here. Yeah. That's a beautiful. It looks amazing. Thank you, sis. Wait, I when is it that. when is it gonna be is it available now or no? I don't know what they're doing with the okay. rollouts, but um I think they said they're gonna drop it on YouTube. Okay. I don't know. Well we can okay. Can I buy it? The stuff yeah. that we made? Yeah. No, it was one offs. Oh, you had like a a mask, a blue mask. Yeah, we were doing um There's some pants. Ibtihaj, um, who's a Nike women's athlete. Mm-hmm. And we did her custom fencing look. Amazing. With the hijab. It was beautiful. That's incredible. Uh, thanks, sis. I'm I'm happy for you. Thank you. I feel like you're I'm on- happy for you. Oh well. <laughs> Powered by Cash App. <laughs> we're chart <tart> sponsors. <laughs> Listen, we're all trying to go after our work, our our gigs, our bags. I'm like, so it's, happy for it's, you. Thank you. It's just been, yeah, it's been a hustle. I worked in retail. I worry. I made ten, eleven dollars an okay. hour. Work in the middle of Tribeca or whatever. So glad we're not there now. I'm so What's the worst, like, gig that you ever had? The worst gig? I think it always comes down to, like, how chaotic the production is, okay. you know? Yeah. Um, you don't need to name God. names, but if you want to, you can. There's just a lot of really crazy <laughs> ones. But, um, I mean, I think whenever a client, I, I did this one style out for a video, and I guess... They, we had racks of clothes, okay? I'm talking 20 racks of clothes. They walked in, didn't even look at anything. They were like, I hate everything. Cool. I'm just like. (laughs) So I said, okay, we'll come back tomorrow. I'll I'll get some more things. I told my assistants, dim the lights, rearrange the racks, feng shui the room. They came back in the next day with the same products. This looks amazing. (laughs) Wonderful. I mean, you know, shit like that. Shit just, you know, troubleshooting. Figuring out how to troubleshoot, you know, is always like, I'm a creative person. So, like, troubleshooting is, like, one of my biggest specialties. Yeah. And that was just, like, one of of those days. I love that. When you're like, holy shit. Like, well, what am I supposed to? If I have 20 racks of options, yeah, this has to be everything under the sun. You haven't seen anything. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to feng shui the room. It's like a technique of mine. I love that. Yeah, feng shui the room. I'll be using that. Yeah. I don't know how many did that, but I'm going to use that somehow. I tell Raul to do it all the time. <laughs> He's like stressed. I'm like, just feng shui the room. You have to have everything against the wall and have an open space in the middle so mm-hmm. that you can flow around the room okay. really nicely and freely. When you're looking around. Because it is, I won't lie, like when you, yeah. you go into a room full of mm-hmm. options, your brain can melt, mm-hmm. right? And like, uh, bleh, even if yeah. you have a vision. Yeah. So I get that. But I also understand like humans, mm-hmm. including us, can be <laughs> so complex. And it's like, I don't know, I think... I work really well under pressure, and I never have meltdowns, ever. You seem like you have grace under fire. I never have meltdowns. People are like, you're so calm when you work. And I'm like, yes, like, I also understand, like, the human, like, brain is so, again, so so many layers to it. And it's like, they might have an off day, and I'm like, 
that's okay. Because yeah. if I was in their shoe, I might have done the same thing. You yeah. Know? No, so, I. It's a lot of psychology to work yeah. in. You're working with humans. Yeah. You know, at the, at the at the end of the day, celebrity <laughs> or not. Yeah. They're humans. Yeah. Even your parents. Even my parents are humans. Yes. You know they're gonna fuck up. We're gonna fuck up too. Exactly. So that's a word. It's a part. It's a part of the job. You know. Uh, yes. Um, I am curious about kind of some of your experiences with pretty big celebs. Mm-hmm. Like, what was it like working with Kim K and like the psychology of working with someone mm-hmm. like that who is a human, but mm-hmm. also like a persona? Um, well, she, she's special because she really trusted mm. me and mm-hmm. was like, really open to suggestions you know she was willing to try on anything was like down for it you know she's really chill and i liked working with her because she is not you know she'll she'll give everything a try and i think that's the most important thing but also she was handling she was handling business at the same time you know while she was putting on a shoe Mm -hmm. i was like wow she she's fab like I like Kim, you know. I think people can shit on her all day, but she's doing what anybody else would do with that coin, that time, that, you know, she's... Yeah. If we had those opportunities, sure, I'm sure we would, you know, possibly be working the same way as her, you know. What, you know, what, I mean, are we going to be mad that she, like, is living... Her full fantasy. We would all be living the full fantasy. Let's. I would definitely be living. I would be a lawyer play. too. Yeah. Let's not sit here and play <laughs> like we wouldn't have the car that, that matches her nail polish that matches her shoe. Like we all just might be that girl. You know, we're fashion. We're fashion girls. Like, would I turn my house into a store? Maybe my my closet into yeah. a store. Yeah. Yeah. It looks very merged. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked working with her. I'm sure. I mean, yeah. that's like a really. I just feel like. Also, her proportions, yeah, and finding the right thing, yeah, that's also really interesting too, and like an interesting challenge mm-hmm. because I think fashion is just like is unforgiving to anyone with a slight curve. She was also was like I'm. So, she's like I'm a chameleon. Like I'll fit fit into anything. Oh, wow. Like shapeshifter, shapeshifter, <laughs> and she literally did. She was like I don't need tailoring at all, and she didn't. She fit into everything perfectly. She That's was. A... <laughs> no, I swear to God. She, I believe. No, I did. believe you. Yeah. I totally believe you. Yeah. I just like. I'm thinking about Marilyn Monroe, but that's all. Oh, the dress. <laughs> the dress. That ripped. <laughs> I mean, He's not on your you watch. put a four thousand year old dress on anybody. I'm sure it's gonna <laughs> rip with one step. I mean, let's be serious. They. Should have kept that shit in the museum, but Period. like you know, that's that's on the fucking Ripley's Believe It or Not people. It is on Ripley's. Y'all decided to take a a, a dress that was as raggedy, <laughs> you know, and thin and just scraggly. Like, what do you expect? I mean, <laughs> no, right. stop blaming it on Kim. It was Ripley's fault. <laughs> you heard it here first. Okay, I mean, I've seen the close-ups. It was literally like. My like childhood stuffed animal, like <laughs> just like sheer thin, like 
let it go. I love you. Yeah. You're amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Raggedy scraggly. Um, Let's get into these audience questions. Because the the kids have a lot of questions about some stuff. Um, Hold on. Courtney's coming. Okay. Courtney. (laughs) You're a mess. That's your childhood. Yes, la vanilla. La vanilla. Yeah, la vanilla. What? What was it? A teddy bear? No, she's a poodle. <laughs> a poodle. Your mom's dogs. Angel and Lola. <laughs> Aww. They're so cute. They're Thank really, you. They're really cute. Um. Okay. So let's get into these audience questions. Wait. Let's go up because I already asked her that question. <laughs> oh no no. Actually. No, this is, we'll start there. Let me start this over again. So let's get into these audience questions. Uh, Kevin LeBlanc, shout out to Kevin LeBlanc from Elle. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. What was her first big Mama I Made It moment? Mm, probably seeing stuff that I worked on in Times Square. Oh, because it was so meta? It was like um, on that like TRL building where it was like slashing videos. Yeah. I like worked on a video and it like played... And I like went and watched. What video was it? It was like a Tink video that I did way back when. You did? Her one in a million video. (laughs) She sampled Aaliyah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Probably that. And it was so funny because I just like went to go watch it in Times Square. Yeah. And I look behind me and she's standing behind with the whole audience watching it, the thing. But I like watched it from afar. Like I even watched her watching it. Yeah. But she didn't know I was there. That was like, you know, seeing anything in Times Square, I think for the first time that you've worked on is like always. Surreal. It's surreal. Yeah. And you had worked there. And I had worked across the street at Forever 21, girl, where they try to make me move a whole ass taxi cab in the store. There was like a taxi cab display in the store. Okay. (laughs) And they were like, who wants to move it, bitch? And they all looked at me and I was like... <laughs> you got the wrong one. <laughs> I'm not moving a taxi cab. I said cab. I'm not moving a, lo- a not big ass taxi money. cab, honey. No. How <laughs> did you even get it in the door to begin with? <laughs> Find a crane and get it out yes. the other way. Okay, thank you very much. And then your video was playing. Yeah, yeah. That was like, you know, that was a long time ago. I've had many aha, aha moments. Oh my God. I've made it moments, but that was like, you know, early on into my... My working days. That's what's up. Yeah. Congrats. Thanks. Um, Carolyn Sykes wants to know, <laughs> why does she keep saying she's retired? Well, I am retired for a short period of time because I'm tired. Like, I've been working since I was 19 doing this hustle, maybe even before that. And it's exhausting on the body. And I think it, a lot of times we're so obsessed with topping Mm. each other Mm -hmm. ourselves the industry Mm -hmm. and it's not healthy isn't you know i think it it took me so many years to to even realize that because you just are in such unhealthy competition with the world and yourself and sometimes you got to take a break you know are you do you feel like you're more in competition with yourself now all the time yeah yeah all the time yeah yeah you're hard on yourself I'm so hard on myself. Really? Yeah. Are you like, Kyle, you're not 
doing enough. Like I'll like, look back at things that I've done a hundred times yeah. when it comes out and I'm like, I should have done this. I mm. could have done this. This could have mm. been better. You know, that whole bit. I hate it. It's the worst. It is. It's a thief. Mm-hmm. It can destroy all the, yeah. the joy in what you do. Yeah. In this retired moment, are you f- reflecting on like all the amazing things you've done? Um, I think right now it's about editing out okay. things. Okay. And no longer feeling like you need to take everything on. It can just okay. be like a very edited, tightly curated. You're you know, at that point. Yeah. And that's a huge achievement. Yeah. Because most people feel like... They need to take everything. But that's also like survivor mode too. Like having to take on everything because you're like, I need every penny. Until that tax (laughs) thing hits and then you're like, wait. (laughs) I owe a lot of taxes this season. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think there should be a whole master class on that. Mm -hmm. They never tell people about that. I never learned that stuff when I was younger. No. Not at all. I just pay it and go. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Masturbate asked, what do you do in times of professional doubt? Mm, I think for me, you have to realize that everyone is always going to have professional doubt. No Mm. matter, you know, if you're just starting out or if you're at the top, humans, we're all the same. You know, we're all going to have that professional doubt. I could have, should have, would have moment yeah but i think it's about clearing the slate i always tell my sister this i'm like if you're feeling overwhelmed by things that you feel like may have been like a misstep in your career or like you could have done more i'm like clear the slate tomorrow's a new day like start fresh Mm -hmm. and just like just move forward you know Mm -hmm. as long as you're moving and as long as your wheels are turning um at your own pace. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a fast pace. Mm-hmm. Um, then you're doing the right thing, you know. Just keep moving forward and just clear the slate. Tomorrow's a new day. No one's going to remember things, you know what I mean? That's true. Also, it's like if you hate things that you maybe have worked on, you don't have to post it. People yeah. don't know you worked on it if you don't post it. <laughs> and that's the most fortunate and unfortunate thing of social media is yeah. like, we're so, our brain is, like, so confined to, like, this little box. It's, like, if it's not posted on social media, like, they'll never know you worked on it. Which is a good thing. Yeah, don't post it. Whatever. Pay it dust. That's how I feel when people capture me wrong. Yeah, pay it. Bitch, I'm not posting it. I'm and posting don't tag that. me. Don't tag me. I'll untag myself. <laughs> yeah. Minute. Um, but I appreciate that. That, like everybody has doubt because I definitely everyone has it. It's like I think you just have to get past that idea of like I'm such a fuck up. Like narcissist, everyone's fucked up. I I I. It's a journey. Yeah, it's a. Journey. I will say that much. Yeah. It's, it's a real journey for yeah. me to come to that point. But love, uh, love it chula, love it chula, 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 chula. Okay. How do her and Solange come together to create these iconic looks? Um, Solange is already iconic. Um, but she she has such clear direction. So okay. it's it's very easy to like work within her space. And then I just expand a little bit outside of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, this could live in her world, or like maybe she should try, you know, sometimes it'll be like a bit of a 
a mystery card and I'm like, I think this could work for her. A lot of times the mystery card is what she goes with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I'll build in her world. I don't, you know, yeah. she, her vision is so clear. I don't try to steer it because it, it's so to the point. I like that. Yeah. You live in her world. Or yeah. build in her build world. Build in her world, yeah. I like that a lot. That's what's up. Um, yay, Maya, Yamaya, Yamaya <laughs> asks, any looks that didn't make the cut in When I Get Home that you wish we got to see? Um, that was such a blur too because we worked on it for like a month and a half. Right. And it was like 24, 40 racks of clothes. It was a lot. It was so much. I mean, we had some really fab like, um, oh yeah, actually I do know. Yeah. So one of my favorite shows growing up was, um, was, um, Sean John, his like couture collection. He did like oh. a men's collection. In Paris? Um, here in New York. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, he like had really beautiful like cool. menswear and okay. it was like better than Ralph Lauren, better than um and we asked him to open up the vault for us and he did. Wow. And again, it was like one of those things that I was like as a child, I remember watching on TV and I was like, I want to, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See it. And he opened the vault for us. And some of those looks I wish would have made it. Mm-hmm. But just seeing it in person, I was like, oh, my God. I love your encyclopedic brain of, <laughs> <laughs> of knowledge where you're just like, I know exactly yes. where I want to go. Yeah. Well, you know, it was like I'm making the band stand. <laughs> and sometimes he would like have little specials after. Did you watch the Danny Decane? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like where I got I what what does they say? This is um this is the reality of Danny Decane. Oh. Do you remember when she <laughs> yes, said that? Yes, like, yes. And I say that all the time now. Like <laughs> this is the reality of Danny yes, Decane. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> which just means to say yeah. this is what's actually happening. Every time I look for assistance on Instagram, I like post Lorianne Gibson. <laughs> like <laughs> Running the girls, reading them for Phil. What's next? Yes. You're in my ear, Taquita. Taquita. <laughs> she was riding that bitch so okay. hard. She didn't have to Leave go that her hard. Alone. Leave her alone. She was yeah. different. But yeah. that's amazing that you pulled from that moment yeah. to, to meet you over in that Yeah, because it fit the, the world, too. Yeah. Mm. I'm Googling this when, I, yeah. when we're done. Um, what inspirations did you draw from for some of the looks in salon just when I get home? A lot of people had when I get home mm-hmm. questions. Yeah. Um, it's, it was Solange's vision, you mm-hmm. know, so I really just elaborated on it. It wasn't yeah. like it came from me, but again, a lot of the stuff that I was inspired by, um, came from that book from when I was a child. You uh, still, ha- you still have I it. I still have it. Um, and so I was able to pull out a lot of the archive, like avant-garde pieces, you know, Yoji, yeah. comb, everything you can think of was was on set with us. What was the breastplate on the cover? Um, that was the glass or something? Resin? It was resin. Okay. Um, I can't remember the designer's name. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It was a long time ago. Listen, I get it. It was yeah. I I just remember that because it was Incredible. Mm. Um, favorite looks in When I Get Home? Um, God. Mm. 
favorite looks. She's like, all of it. There's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it was a huge undertaking. It was a huge undertaking. But I think anything that, I mean, if you look at the video, it's fairly simple. You know, it's not mm. like, I think, I think, I think all of the um, extras and dancers had really fab. They were the ones that were wearing the designer stuff. You know, we had mm. like the Craig Green with the Montclair collaboration that was in it. It was like these beautiful sculptural like puffer jackets okay. and then we had um Solange wore like this vintage Tom Ford like brown Gucci thong with just like um <laughs> brown shears and then I turned like a pair of panties into like arm gloves and she and then we found these like from this cheapy like rainbow store brown that. heels that were like ten dollars and she wore those, and that was probably one of my favorite looks. Uh, Just simple. Right. Chic. Yeah. It was very sexy. Yeah. It was It was super... a very sexy, slinky. Yes. Yeah. I think mine was when she had the hair down to the floor. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she just was holding her boobs mm-hmm. and then, like, pointed yeah. at the... That, I, that I just was, love that. That was fab. That was... Jawara mm. on hair. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I need a wig like that. Yeah. <laughs> I am curious, so when you do month-long projects like that, because that's like, mm-hmm. we've already talked about two of them today. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you stay, I don't know, just level? How do you stay balanced? How do you, like, stay right and not I leave? just love my team that I work okay. with. Yeah. And, like, it's always giggles. <laughs> and so, like, no matter what we're, you know, we're, like, miserable, but we're, like, laughing through the whole thing. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> we're miserable (laughs) i get it yeah i get that well that's amazing because i think i would be in the hospital (laughs) but um dvs.ny wants to know what makes you happy i think just being around friends and family yeah honestly like i'm on my downtime we could just be sitting in your living room with a tv on you're that you're that girl i'm like you know, you can be on your phone and I can be... I can already tell. ...looking through the books in your living room. Yeah. You know. I'm just very low, low-key. And, like, I like to spend my time just kind of doing pedestrian things. <laughs> Going well, to the did... movies. Okay, cute. Did you see Barbie? I did. What did you think? I thought it was a beautiful production. I didn't really think it was, like, yeah. You know, I thought Life Size was fab. With Tyra Banks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was Justice a fab Justice for Life story. Size. Justice for Life Size. Yeah. I live for you. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I, yeah. I thought it was kind of like. Like the way that people were like, being, it's amazing. I'm like, sweet. This is the most generic storyline we could have ever had. Yes. I didn't think it was anything groundbreaking. I completely agree. I thought like the production, yeah. the set design, the costumes were fab. All of that. They'll yeah. they'll definitely be. But I guess that's what that. the Barbie movie's about, right? Looks, Looks sets. A little glam. lesson in there. Yeah. Birkenstocks. Yeah. Shout out to Birkenstocks. Yeah. They they drag me for that because I wear Birkenstocks I love like Birkenstocks. every other thing. <laughs> I did not care. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> um, stylistically, which 
film left the biggest impact on you? This is from Fried Platano. Um, I love like Suspiria and Holy Mountain and like, wait, which film are we talking about? No. Are they just saying films in general? Whatever film. I'm like, yeah, I don't like, even know. Like Suspiria and like okay. Holy Mountain okay. and kind of anything like avant-garde and freaky. I are love you know horror. Love horror. Okay. Movie. Okay. Yeah. Freaky. But um, those two probably left the biggest like marks in my brain. I don't know these films. What are they about? Um, Holy Mountain is about like a witch and basically like <laughs> it's more avant garde. So it's like the storyline is kind of all over the place. You you have to watch it. Okay. I, did you watch um that one movie with Joaquin Phoenix that just came out? Bo is afraid. No. Okay. It's kind of avant-garde too. Okay. But like, um, it's more of a visual. Like, it. there's no really like story. There's no lines in the film. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Suspiria was good too. It was like about um, this ballerina who is like in Germany, I think. Okay. At this school. And um, this, the girls kind of get culty and witchy. And then she kind of goes crazy and manic in the ballet school. So kind of like black swanish, kind of yeah. Kind of, okay, yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll look it up. Is it Criterion Collection or something? Like um, that? yep. Mm-hmm. Taste, yeah, taste. Um, Miss Woody, what job would you do again and again and again? Again and again and again. Um. <laughs> People want to work jobs again and again and again. <laughs> You're like that's why I'm a consultant. I get in and I get out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't Mac know Gala? that I want to. No, I'm not married to jobs. You know what I mean. Yeah. I think the wonderful thing about our job is that we don't have to be at the same place twice ever again. Mm. Um, and I, I feel like I don't like to. It when it's time to move on, it's time to move on. You know what mm-hmm. I mean. Things get stagnant. Things get. Dry. Okay. I like I like switching things up. So yeah. I don't know that I want to go again and again and again. <laughs> Sorry, sis. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm like the queen of yeah freelance. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I, I think as long as you're in good company, you you'd yes. want to do the job again with the person. Yeah. Yeah. This I would do again and again. Yeah, and again. I'd do this again. Listen, period. Um, what's the biggest paid job you've had <laughs> from this one? Yeah. You had to tell us the number. Now say <laughs> tacky to This ask. Woody wanted to know. Um, you don't have to tell us. <laughs> how do you even answer that question? And listen, I still do jobs that pay free 99. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do jobs that pay six figures. I do jobs Period. that pay zero figures. Yeah. So... Does that answer your question? Good for you. Like, seriously. Like, I just want to, like... Thanks, sis. No, I know how hard it is. Yeah. And, like, you've put in the work. Yeah. Like, amazing. Thanks. We should all be... Okay. <laughs> um, what project did you feel true validation from? This is also from Miss Woody. True validation. She's a lot of... True validation. Um... <laughs> I will say that I think working with Travis, you really got to see the effects of working with someone like him because then everyone just starts dressing like the the person that you're working on. 
There was this one time I thought I had an aha moment. I had a girlfriend. We like we were at Ghetto Gothic. Mm-hmm. She was like, "I'm not talking to my like crazy boyfriend. Like he's insane." I see someone walk into the club with this exact look that I put on Travis. And I was like, but how do you get the look? The video's not even out. Bitch, why did her boyfriend take the look from my house and wear it to the club? Oh, my God. That was crazy. What did you do? Did you go up to him and be like, I give me like, the fucking look back? I was like, bitch, you better call your man right now and tell him to take that shit off. What was it? It was we, It was actually like the first video that I did. It was like all this like motocross like gear what that we had. <laughs> It's like, that was ballsy. Not only ballsy, but yeah. it's like... But I, yeah. It's I, I disrespectful. Mean, listen, anytime you see Klepto. your looks turn into a Halloween costume, that's validation. I love that. I yeah. fucking love that a lot. Yeah. Actually, someone wanted me to ask you about the Tiana Taylor earrings. Oh, yeah. From the video, from the cover. Those were vintage earrings. I don't know who the designer oh. was. Sorry. Sorry. I just feel like that was like a Halloween oh. moment. Mm. That's incredible. That's I like that. Um, miss Miss, but he has a lot of questions. But what's the <laughs> biggest mis- misconception about the industry? Um, that it's changed. Because <laughs> <laughs> in it what way? <laughs> I mean, every way. Every way. Yeah. I think people. During the pandemic, we're like, we're going to change. We're going to do better. No, it's the same old two-step. It is. It is. It's very much the same, sadly. Yeah. I feel like... It's unfortunate. <laughs> we really <laughs> thought the girls were going to get it together. Do we have Stockholm Syndrome? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> Munchausen Syndrome. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Housewives. Remember Yolanda? Yes. I'm not. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Say. <laughs> um, what keeps an assistant on the team? Mm. I think Miss Woody wants a job. Miss Woody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, just get the job done. Yeah. Just, you just talked about it earlier. Just do it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, we're. I'm here for a key on set, but mm-hmm. also, like, we're working. Yeah. Like, don't get too comfortable. Get comfortable, but don't get too comfortable. We're still working, and, and, and we have a job to do. I, I could see that being a delicate balance because you are very nurturing mm-hmm. and, like, fun mm-hmm. that people might be like, oh, whatever. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 no. No. We're, like, in. We're working. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, so get to work. Get to work. Keep on yeah. and pay your dues. Pay your dues. Don't lose stuff. <laughs> don't steal stuff. Yeah, don't steal stuff. <laughs> Please, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't want that for you at all. Um, are, are there any other questions? That's it. Um, I guess my last question to you would be, what what impact? I know you're very very close to your your mom and your sister. Mm-hmm. What is the impact of their relationship on you and and what kind of life lessons have, the, have they given you? 
that you take it I love my mom's feminine energy so much. Yeah. She's such a girly girl. Yeah. And, um, and so is my sister. Yes. And it's taught me to be, like, really soft and, like, light, you know? I think I love that about them. And, I mean... Everything that has manifested through, you know, my mom's, like, motherly has brought me to where I am, really. Like, Aww. it's, um, she's, she, she's a hustler. She really, yeah. she is. Um, but she always kept it real with me. You know, she never, she was never soft with her blows. She was always like, <laughs> you know, yeah. get it together. Yeah. Um, and I like that, you know, I like keeping it real, but like still delivering it in like the most soft way possible. You know, the 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 harsh truth with being soft with the tone is like my thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's me. I can feel that. Yeah. <laughs> That's all this course of conversation. You're like, I will drag you, but so sweetly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. I, I love you and I, I really appreciate you. Thank you for having me. You have to come back. I will come back. Well, like you, you know what? It's you, Raul. Yeah. A big, big granny session. We'll do a red table talk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Shout out to okay. the scragglies yes. out there too. You've taught me a lot today. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. You taught me a lot. So thank you so much. Thank you. And that's it. On this week's Ask Auntie, I have a question from Mohera Osman. She asks, how to connect with black women and make new friends moving to New York in late 20s? I really get this question because in my late 20s, I had the same question myself. I remember my boyfriend at the time had a whole crew of like creative black dudes that he got to hang out with all the time. They like ran deep. It was like 12, 15 of them, and they all did like cool collaborative work together. And I was so envious of that. I was like, oh my gosh, like, why can't I not meet the girlies? And I just remember really feeling low about it, but I also actively reached out to women that I thought were really cool and I wanted to work with or collaborate with in some type of way. And I always tell people that if you want to meet like-minded people, it's definitely you need to pursue your passions and, and pursue the things that really interest you because that's where you're going to meet the people that you vibe with. And so I don't know what your field of work is or what you want to be doing, but I would definitely gravitate towards those types of events or those types of circles because that's where you're going to find people who are very like-minded. Also, I don't know how many times I've met good girlfriends on Instagram. Like, low-key. I am the queen of that. My boyfriend actually makes fun of me. But I've met tons of friends on Instagram. I just by chit-chatting and then finally just being like, do you want to go get a drink? Do you want to go get dinner? Or we meet up at a party and I'm like, it's you. It's it's my, like, long-lost pen pal. So don't ever underestimate that the girl that maybe you're DMing back and forth with can't be your friend in real life. You can definitely ask her out for a friend date. I, I love friend dates. And you get to know each other and you go from there. You kind of build a circle. But I also want to advise you against thinking that you need like a big gaggle of friends. Okay. You really only need a couple 
of good friends that you can depend on because in this city, people are flaky. And that has nothing to do with you and that has everything to do with the city. The city is for work and that's why people come here. So sometimes their brain is on a different wavelength. They're like, I gotta get this money. I gotta get like wherever I wanna be in life. So instead of trying to focus on getting like a whole crew of girls to run with, get, I get to say get focused on a group or a few girls you can really rely on. I think that's more important. So let's you know go over the skin. Pursue your passions because you're going to find like-minded people. Don't don't underestimate the DMs. <laughs> They're not only for you know for potential booze to slide into. You can meet your best friends in the DMs and rely on people who really are there. And, and want to be consistent and want to be in your life. Not necessarily the number, but quality. Okay? Quality over quantity. So, there you go. Well, that's it, folks. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope you're walking away with plenty of nuggets to sink your teeth into. So much love to our guest, Kyle Lu, and our sponsor, Cash App. Your favorite auntie is produced by Narenda Eid, and our editing is provided by Full Court Studios. Until next time, auntie sends her love. If you enjoy this episode and want to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. To stay up to date with auntie and all my shenanigans, you can follow me on Instagram at your favorite auntie show and at Marjan underscore Carlos and on TikTok at your favorite auntie show. If you want more Auntie Pro tips in between episodes, please subscribe to our Substack newsletter, Notes from Auntie's Desk. Until next time, Auntie sends her love. <laughs> <laughs>